had been spent. Instead, Christians fought each other in a series of wars that left behind competing churches more concerned with maintaining doctrinal boundaries than encouraging evangelism, spiritual growth, or social reform. But once again a new movement emerged to turn Christians back to Christ. It was called Pietism. Historians credit the Pietists' warm-hearted devotion to Jesus with reviving the cold, harsh, bickering Christianity of the time. While it started in what's now Germany, Pietism's influence could be felt around the world, from India to Greenland, England to the Caribbean. Some scholars even suggest connections with African-American Christianity and the global movement of Pentecostalism. Now, over 300 years later, we believe that the spirit of pietism can again help Christians come back to Jesus, as God once more renews his church and revitalizes its witness to the world. Pietism as Movement and Ethos A couple summers ago, I, Chris, took a trip to Iowa's Rathbun Lake for a reunion of my wife's family. It's a part of the state whose chief claim to fame in American religious history is that Mormon pioneers passed through in 1846 en route to the Great Salt Lake. But that landscape is also dotted with artifacts of pietism, what theologian Roger Olson says was once the main form of Protestantism on this continent. Even if you lived there, you might not think of Appanoose County as a historic center of pietism. How many people in the town of Moravia, population 665, know that its founders were part of a movement that had been re-energized in the 18th century by a pietist aristocrat named Nikolaus von Zinzendorf, the godson of Philipp Jakob Spiner, the founder of German pietism, or that a Methodist church stands at the corner of North and William Streets because one day in 1738 an Anglican priest named John Wesley felt his heart strangely warmed while attending a Moravian meeting in London. How many of the brethren who gather at a whitewashed church nestled in the cornfield south of Unionville, or their grace brethren cousins who used to meet nearby Udell, can tell the story of their founder, Alexander Mack, who fused pietism and anabaptism thirty years before Wesley's conversion? For some, this is pietism a chapter in church history that is closed, leaving behind aging artifacts and obscure answers to trivia questions. Pietism, according to its Wikipedia entry, had almost vanished in America by the end of the twentieth century. We're convinced there's a bright future in all that hidden history. But this summary does point out how, as a movement, pietism flared brightly in the late seventeenth and early eighteenth century, then faded away. Suspicious of faith becoming too institutional or too intellectual, pietists did not generate the denominational structures or doctrinal documents that would have set up their movement for long-term survival. But here's the crucial point. Pietism has disappeared not because it failed, but because it succeeded. Mennonite historian Steve Nolt describes pietism as leavening later religious movements such as the Grace Brethren. It's an insightful, Jesus-style, kingdom-of-God-revealing metaphor. See Matthew chapter 13, verse 33. In bread-making, yeast does its magic subtly, bringing out the potential of the other ingredients while leaving little of its own presence behind. 
Likewise, pietism can work its way into a Christian movement, enhancing what's already there while leaving few traces of itself. This moves us away from thinking of pietism as a particular historical movement that came with Spiner and Mack and went with Zinzendorf and Wesley. Instead, it points to pietism as a timeless spirit or ethos. This ethos, write Roger Olson and Christian Collins Wynne, transcends denominations and even traditions. It pops up in all kinds of Christian movements, organizations, and individuals. What they say of Zinzendorf's intention for his movement we would claim for pietism in our time. Moravianism existed to renew the whole church, and should it succeed, it would pass away, having fulfilled its calling. As an ethos that leavens different flavors of Christianity, pietism has proven to be remarkably adaptable. Baptist historian Virgil Olson...